It's gonna get better someday, somehow. This will be the hard time we remember, and some happier now. It's gonna get better someday, somehow. There's gonna be good times. They'll be coming soon. This'll be the dark hall that led to a brighter room. There's gonna be good times someday and somehow. There's gonna be a bluebird in a blue sky, and happiness will land on your shoulder. Some coming by and by. There's gonna be a bluebird someday, somehow. There's gonna be sunny afternoons. The mornings will open like a spring flower in bloom, and we'll be sitting in the shade. It's gonna get better. That's brand new from Cozy Sheridan. Her album is called A Beautiful Sound, and Cozy is on the line. And hi, Cozy. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Good. Well, pleasure having you and your album. I really enjoy your new album, and it's going to get better. That is your COVID song? Well, you know, they're all co- a lot of those are COVID songs on this CD, but that's definitely one of them. I wrote it last fall, probably in November, when life was just so low, you know, and I wrote it for myself. I was probably crying as I wrote it, sitting in my in my studio, you know, at four in the afternoon and the sun is going down because it's November and I haven't seen any people. I'm not going to see any people. And I just try to cheer myself up. Where is home? Uh, my husband and I moved to Harrisville, New Hampshire last year. Uh, we used to live in the Boston area, but I'm from New Hampshire and the pandemic made me want to go home to my home state. Wanted me wanted to get out of the city. I wanted to be in the woods. We live in a tiny little town now. Beautiful place. It's New Hampshire is quite different from Boston. You're going to move back to Boston when it's clear again? I don't think so. You know, I'm happy to be, I really am happy to be in my home state. I, it, it's definitely a different political landscape, but, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire. I spent 20 years in Utah. I'm used to being the vigilant, you know, uh, blue part of a red state. I just am. And I'm in a very blue part of New Hampshire. And, and it's beautiful and quiet here. And, you know, Boston is just really crowded. And when you can't get out, and when you can only get out, and there's people everywhere, we just needed to be somewhere we could take a walk and not have to wear a mask. How have you been coping with the pandemic? Well, good and bad. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. The way I've coped is to be busy. I spent the time writing songs. We started a live string in March 2020 that we've done every Tuesday morning since then. I took voice lessons with a teacher I'd always wanted to take with. 
and she lives in uh, Vancouver, Canada, Vancouver Island. So once a week I took voice lessons. Um, I learned ukulele. I'm one of those people who wants to be busy. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do all those things I never had time to do. What did you learn with your new voice teacher? Oh, I learned so much. Her name is Jennifer Scott. I'll give her a little shout out here. And she teaches online. She's Canadian. She's an amazingly great teacher. And I learned how to um, do some stuff that I never had had time to really practice because I was always going to do a gig and you can't really practice something new when you need to do something that you know works. And I've learned to move my voice up into my mask, which for singers will understand that a lot more. I've learned to, I finally learned how to breathe, to expand my diaphragm in a way I never could. So some really important basics. Cozy Sheridan, your new album is called The Beautiful Sound. You say it was done at your home. Is this the music you wanted? I, mean, it's, it's, I like it because it features the, the words and there's no electric guitars on it. Did you want an electric guitar? No, no, I didn't. No, I wanted it to sound like us sitting at our table. I had never done a CD or not. I've done some live CDs, but I really hadn't done a CD that was just me and my instrument. And that kind of featured my my voice. And, and, and on this one, I specifically, I kept telling the engineer, turn up the voice, turn down the guitar, turn up the voice, turn down the guitar. He didn't quite get it. But I said, I just want one CD that features the sound of my voice singing these words. Who taught you how to write songs? Ooh, lots of people. All the people, I, all the people whose songs I studied. Um, you know, Lyle Lovett taught me to write songs. Paul Simon, Randy Newman. I've never met any of these people. Um, Joni Mitchell taught me how to write a song. James Taylor taught me how to write a song. Uh, lots of just studying other people's songs. And I often write a song with somebody else's voice in my head. For instance, it's going to get better. There's a songwriter from the Oakland area named Steve Edmonds, uh, has a few CDs out. And I had his voice in my head when I wrote that song. Um, if I think of other songs on this CD, um, I can't remember anybody else's name, but I often have somebody else's voice in my head. Like sometimes I'll think, oh, Cheryl Wheeler, how would she write this song? Um, so I tend to sort of think, well, how would they sound if they sang this word? There are a number of songs on your album that stand out, but I'm going to play two of them now. The first one, I mean, they both have to do, I mean, they're both kind of sad. They both have to do with passing. And the first one, well, tell me about Come On Back. Come On Back is uh, written from my previous partner, a songwriter named T.R. Ritchie. Um, some of your listeners might be familiar with his music. And around, uh, the, around the time of his birthday, which is the end of December, often I will play his songs in my concerts, and I was playing them in my live streams. And so I had his songs in my head, and this song just showed up one morning. He has been gone. He died in 2014, and we had split up before then, and it had been a bad split up. So it's a very complicated relationship. But the song itself, I really had been wanting to just say, you know, you were a really good, he, he was a, an amazing lyricist. He was a really good wordsmith. And I valued that in him. And it was, since he's been gone, I've, I've missed that person who's been able to help me like edit. I mean, he used to really help me. I have a song called Angels in Rome that he, he changed the word buildings to rooftops. And when you hear the song Angels in Rome, rooftops totally works. He was really good at finding the perfect word. And the song's about, you know, how we lose people and we miss their gifts. You know, someone who's good at something, it's glorious to be around them when they do it. it, it they shine. You know, they, they have this bright light about them. And when he did words, he had this bright light about it. So it's come on back and, you know, bring your beautiful words with you. Let's listen to Cozy Sheridan's song, Come On Back. 
Let us say I woke up this morning To find myself in this brand new life Ten years ago I would never have believed I'd wake up someone else's happy wife And that you would not be out there in the kitchen Making coffee and talking to the cat Everything turns on the moment Come on back from the dead and say, hey, I wrote that Come on back and tell us your story Fall out of heaven with a perfect rhyme Come on back and claim the words I stole from your song They're worth stealing, it's a really good line Sometimes I wonder how it all worked out How in the moment you just can't see How the cat and the porch and the whole damn life Are setting you up to set you free It was like getting on a ride at a summer fair That goes up and down too fast around the bend never got in those lines Cause I am not the kind who wants to be screaming at the end Come on back and tell us your story Fall out of heaven with a perfect rhyme Come on back and claim the words I stole from your song They're worth stealing It's a really good line Every life is a bit unfinished And some business will get deferred And some of us are just born with the knack For the economy of the word Come on back and tell us your story Fall out of heaven with a perfect rhyme stole from your song there were stealing it's a really good line come on back and claim the words i stole from your song there were stealing it's a really good line come on back from cozy sheridan's new album what was the lyric that you were that was there a lyric in your mind when you wrote hey i wrote that yes there is everything turns on the moment he has a song called um uh wild horses on his cd called wild horses and i think that's the song there's a line everything turns on the moment and i stick it in the end of that first verse and when i sang it in my head i thought whoa that's his line that's how i wrote it everything turns on the moment oops come on back and say hey i wrote that Another song that's so touching on your CD is I Leave Dishes in the Sink. And, 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 and I mean, what, what's on my, I was supposed to interview you a, a year or two ago, 
and we had to cancel because your mother had passed. And oh. I felt so bad. And I, I, I guess that's what inspired this song. Well, you know, I wrote a lot of songs about my mom passing. I missed her so much. There's a song on my previous CD called um, Throw the Gates Open, which is what I wrote for her funeral. This song, I definitely wrote Missing Her, but I was it was actually the impetus is that my husband and I have very different approaches to the kitchen sink. And we used to argue about it. And it's the only thing we tend to argue about is, you know, dishes. And so we'd have these these discussions every six months or so we'd get together and we'd have like the talk. And then we would both retreat to our personal corners and deal with it. And the way I dealt with it was journal entries. And I would just keep writing about why does this, why does it matter to me so much not to change my position? Cause I was not gonna change my position. And I was gonna like die on the hill of dishes. And I couldn't work out why until I wrote this song and realized it's from my mother. She had to do her dishes all her life cause she lived with a man who it just didn't occur to him that it was part of, he should be helping. My father was raised to think he brought the money home and she did the dishes. And I, when I wrote that last line of the song, I leave dishes in the sink to rescue my mother. When I wrote it, it made, it made everything make sense to me. And when I sing that other women about my age or a little older, who's also had mothers who were, you know, raised in the forties and fifties and maybe even the sixties, I see them nod in the audience. I see them nodding and I realize we have the same memories. Let's listen to Cozy Sheridan's I Leave Dishes in the Sink. bothers you a lot It would be better if I did not leave dishes in the sink I think we agree The sink means one thing to you and another to me I leave dishes in the sink My mother was a housewife Trapped in a time that said Here is your found little meaning but my mother stood at the same Walk away 
I Leave Dishes in the Sink. That is from Cozy Sheridan's new album, A Beautiful Sound. Do you still leave dishes in the sink then? Uh, no, I leave them nearby because Bobby's drunk <laughs> so much. We came up with a spot. I can leave them. There's a wooden table. There's a wooden like cutting board where it's like Cozy's dish area. I leave them there. <laughs> is is Charlie a little bit more open to washing the dishes then? Oh, Charlie. Well, Charlie's way into washing the dishes. It's simply he wants you to wash them after every meal. And, and I want to wait till the end of the day. I want to be able to go play guitar after lunch. I don't have to worry about doing dishes because you get your fingers wet, you know, all sorts of things. So he's totally into doing dishes. This question of whether I'm going to help him. <laughs> How in, you mentioned you have a journal. How is that an everyday practice of yours? Is it a discipline? I try to make it so. When I used to tour, I couldn't. I would do it when I was home from touring. But since the pandemic... One of, the, one of the gifts for me has been that I can wake up every morning, read a few poems, and write in my journal. And that's how I try to start each day. And a lot of these songs, actually, as I remember, I was reading a lot of poetry this winter by Robert Bly. He's a, a dark poet, but a, an amazing, uh, he's, he's gone now. People are, might remember him. He wrote Iron John, but he was also a fabulous poet. And in fact, um, there's a line in A Beautiful Sound, the title track, that is pretty much from his poem. Um, about some little guy, a little dark figure under the boat pushes it day and night about how, you know, what we go through life. But the journal part, yeah, I, I, I try to write every day. Have you been doing that a, uh, a long time? Oh, yeah, I, I started that, oh, a long time ago. I don't know, past 15, 20 years. And long ago, I read Art, The Artist's Way, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners might have read. It's a, it's a book about, you know, creativity. And she says you should do your morning pages, write three pages every morning. I don't quite do it that way anymore. But I try to let my voice out. I try to let that little voice inside me play around. And often it'll start a song. Oh, so I, that was my next question. Does that does that help you write music, your, your song? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Most of these songs started from journals. In fact, the song called How We Come Apart is almost verbatim taken from a rant that I wrote in my journal one night when I was just losing it. Um, during the pandemic. So yeah, definitely they help. I don't want to, I, I want to play another song. Uh, How We Come Apart. Is that the song? Yes, that's, the that's song. it. That's, that's it. it. It's <laughs> utterly, it's a, I don't want to hear how you're holding it together. I want to hear how you're coming apart. You know, you break every dish in the kitchen, you spill your wine on the stairs, you threw your back out, cleaning the closet. That is verbatim from my journal. I just, I was writing a rant about, here's all the things that went wrong today. And I don't want to, and I didn't want to hear any more about telling myself to grow up. I just wanted to hear about everything that was wrong. And, and I, I tell you, to me, that was such a relief because you're supposed to always be positive. And, and when you greet people, you're supposed to put on a happy face and only tell right. the bright side of things. And you don't want to tell people your bad side. Right. That's right. And that, for me, that was the gift of this is like, how are you coming apart? I want to hear about it. Tell me. Do you really want to hear that? Or is it just the well, song? You know, and, and with my friends, then I was sort of at that space, you know, you don't want to hear from everybody. And you know, not every conversation should be that, but you need somebody who can say, I want to hear how you're coming apart. You know, it, it's, and it's a gift to give somebody to say to them, tell me, tell me how you're coming apart. Well, let's listen to Cozy Sheridan's song, How We Come Apart.
don't want to hear how you're holding it together. I want to hear how you're coming apart. Not how you tell yourself to sit down, grow up, but how you hold your own broken heart. You break every dish in the kitchen. You spill your wine on the stairs. You threw out your back cleaning the closet. It's going to hell, do you care? To that tiny bag in your dream I'd like us to drink a little too much And agree it's as bad as it seems Some company here on the couch I've been sitting here a lot I don't want to know how you're coping I want to know how you are not How do we break and break Down to the smallest piece The little particle where the psyche might find release the building block of the broken heart it's instructive how we come apart and I'm thinking of buying a tent roughing it used to be something I know coming she says it's just how it has to go I made a little Madonna out of modeling clay I don't give up all the time just on alternate days how do we break and break down to the smallest part a little piece where your personality starts what we're learning how the house falls down when it's burning how do we break and break down to the smallest piece the little particle where the psyche Cozy Sheridan, How We Come Apart, from her new album, A Beautiful Sound. Do you come from a musical family? Uh, yes, I do. Everybody played something. Um, not everybody still does. Uh, my parents are both past, but my my grandfather was my greatest uh, musical influence. Um, I wrote a song about him called George and His 88 Keys years ago. He played stride piano. He taught himself, played by ear. He couldn't read music. But in my family, you had to play two, two, year, two years of piano so I can read music. I played piano, and then I took eight years of oboe. I played the, the trombone in the marching band. And then I had also taken up guitar because it was one thing I wasn't told I had to do. So my babysitter taught me to play guitar. So yeah, we're, we're quite, my sister still sings in a symphony or uh, uh, um, choir courses in Baltimore. Um, and uh, my brother doesn't sing much, but he can. He has great. He's a great dancer. So yeah. Are you the only one in your family who took it to a profession? Uh, yes, I am. 
Mm-hmm. What kind of reaction did you get from your family? Well, it didn't look like a very good a good move when I dropped out of college in 1984 and called my parents from a bar and said I've dropped out of college. Uh, it, 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 you know, they they tried to convince me to go back. I went to Berkeley Music School of Music for a while, trying to make it into you know official. You know, I saw it looked like I was actually going to school for it, um, but I dropped out of Berkeley eventually. Um, it just wasn't where I was at. Um, it, it worried them. It worried them a long time. And when I finally won a couple of songwriting contests when I was 28 which was, you know, almost 10 years after I dropped out of college, they maybe started to think maybe this isn't going to be a disaster, but it still looked like an economic, you know, disaster. And the end, my mother was very proud of me. Um, she loved my music. She would come to my shows. My mom was my biggest fan. She loved my CDs. Um, so my mom was very proud of me. My dad was probably quite worried, quite, you know, and, you know, a folk musician, you're not going to it'd be much smarter to choose to be a librarian. Well, why why the direction of folk music? Um, I couldn't tell you why, except that that's what spoke to me. My brother, uh, one of the first things I remember listening to was my brother playing me Bonnie Raitt's Streetlights album. When I was in like second grade, he put, he put he had a, one of those first Walkmans and he put it on my head and I heard her singing. I'm a huge Bonnie Raitt fan. Huge. I love Bonnie Raitt. Um, maybe because I wanted to be Bonnie Raitt and then I took guitar and because I was playing guitar, I fell in love with all these folk music. And I love playing, I think it's because I love playing the guitar the more I think about it. I love acoustic instruments. My grandfather played piano and I'd stick my feet under the piano when he was playing a little girl. And I love the, I love the vibration of the wood. I am somebody who loves, like I have a ukulele right there. I love the vibration of the wood against my body. So that's why. You mentioned you do a, a is it every Tuesday you've been doing a, a show? Every Tuesday morning, 10.30 on Eastern Standard Time, we, we do half an hour no matter what. How has that been? Has that been, a, I guess that's been a learning experience for you. A, a huge learning curve for all of the technology of it in the beginning. You know, what's a, how does a microphone work with a computer? How do you learn about streaming? All of us were trying to learn about stream keys. And then finally, you know, technology caught up and started offering us products so we could just, you know, pay for a subscription. So that's gotten easier. But for the first six months, it was all about, oh, my God, we sound awful. That sounds terrible. What do we do? And then we'd spend the week trying to learn something. And I was in a terrible mood because I did not believe that I should have to be learning technology. I'm a musician, but we've all had to. Um, but the, the gift of it is the community that we have been gifted with. These people who, for whatever reason, keep showing up. I think there's a lot of people during the pandemic who live alone, who are somewhat isolated. And this is a way to be with people while you sit in your kitchen. And I think of it, that's how I'm able to not feel like I'm just going, hey, come pay attention to me. I think of it as I'm going to try and make that lonely person in their kitchen feel like they have a community for half an hour. And to me, that's that's the way I can help. How, how do you build an audience that way? You just agree to, I talk to everybody who comes. Uh, the chat, which I thought in the beginning, I'll hate that chat part because they're all texting, is what makes it work because that's how they talk to you. So I'll see them come in. I'll say, you know, and, and I try to keep an eye on the people who I know, like see what their Facebook page says they're doing so I know something about them so that they see that they're a person to me. But they show up and there's a man named David Gideon. I've never met David Gideon. He found us once. He's, I think he's from Pennsylvania. He still shows up now. And he said, wow, I found you guys. This is great. And he, when he comes in, it seems to cheer him up. Um, they're from all over the country. They probably bump into us accidentally because they're just sad one Tuesday morning or they're scrolling through or their friend tells them about it. And there's two or three other musicians who are pals of mine. And we kind of try to send our people to, I'll say like, hey, my friend Raleigh Brown, he does a show this afternoon. Listen to him. That doesn't always work because not everybody's music is what you want to hear. 
And some people come for a while. Like I know I have a couple of women who are coming a lot in the winter. I haven't seen them in six months. That's okay. They'll come back. I sort of think of myself as the thing that's always there on Tuesday morning if you come back. Is this something you plan to continue? You know, I will. I, I, I will as long as, uh, you know, I will. I guess, I, yes, I definitely will because, uh, number one, it doesn't look like this pandemic's ending this winter. And as I get uh, older and, you know, maybe there's times when we can't tour. Uh, and at some level, I was realizing also, um, it, can I really justify getting in airplanes and going all over the country to play for 25 people in somebody's living room? That's an awful lot to do to the environment when if I just sit home, those 25 people can come hear me. I might not get as much joy out of it, but I'm, I'm not damaging the planet anywhere near as much if I just sit in my kitchen. Doesn't mean I'm not going to want to keep touring. I would love to, um, but I'm also getting older. My husband's getting older. So flying around the country all the time looks less like something that we'll be doing forever. Um, I, I love that I live in New England where I can drive to a lot of shows now. When I was in Utah, it was harder. I, I've moved somewhere that we can work a lot and only drive for an hour. That's really great. But New England, New Hampshire is part of New England. I, is that right? It is. Okay. It's northern New England. Yeah. And we're in southern New Hampshire. You know, Vermont's 20 minutes away. Massachusetts, half an hour away. You know, we're, we're close to a lot of places. Cozy Sheridan is on the line. Her new CD is A Beautiful Sound. And, uh, well, let's play one more tune. A, a, kind of a lighthearted tune. And what, what was the inspiration between Eat the Dandelion? Oh, <laughs> Eat the Dandelion is, that's one of two songs that are older than that. And I, I leave dishes in the sink. Those are both written before the beginning of the pandemic. I wrote Dandelion um, over about three or four years. It took me a long time to finish this song. About five years ago, there was an article in the newspaper about greens being, our, our, our lettuce greens being engineered uh, to be less bitter. It was in the New York Times. And it talked about the fact that um, no, phytonutrients are this thing that makes your greens bitter. It's about the time that arugula started showing up in the grocery store. Maybe it's longer than five years ago. Anyway, the article interested me because I thought, because in the end they said, you know, eat dandelions. So I go out and I try to eat dandelions. And it, it interested me too about this whole thing about lettuce. And for some reason I thought, I'm gonna try and figure out how to get this into a, a song. Probably because I thought it was a funny line would be, um, you know, go out and eat the yard and, and, to build a song around a line is very difficult, but that line is in the song. And I, and I remember it's been a long time trying to figure out how to get phytonutrient out of the song, but still have the information in there. And, um, and I really, I'd, I'd eaten, I went out and cooked dandelions from my yard in Moab, Utah, you know, to make sure I'd done it. So I could say that when I wrote the song, thought that I, I don't love dandelion greens, but I've eaten them. Um, and, and I like the idea that, you know, if, uh, Eat something, if you want to survive, eat something that we can't kill. We can't kill dandelions. Maybe if we ate them, we'd be healthier. Cozy Sheridan, here is Eat the Dandelion. Let us consider the lettuce. It's not as healthy as they said. Like certain anxious dogs, it's a little overbred. They made it as sweet as they can. That's what sells at a produce stand. Turns out something bitter is better for you. Oh, the rabbits and the woodchucks have known it all along. They're not getting into your garbage. They're out there in your lawn. In the world feels like a deadly place. Eat something we can't erase. You want to survive, eat the dandelion. And if you want to make it up the hill eat something we cannot kill 
they want to give you one more pill get down in the dirt maybe you will find a tree you can admire a living thing that won't expire times are dire eat the dandelion oh the world will come to get you in oh so many ways complicated chemicals rounding out our days craft Cheetos stuff like that's gonna make us stupid and make us fat and I'll tell you where your health is at go out and eat the yard if you wanna make it up the hill eat something we cannot kill they wanna give you one more pill get down in the dirt maybe you will find a treat you can admire a living thing that won't expire times are dire eat the dandelion it's bitter it's true turns out bitter is better for you if you want to make it up the hill eat something we cannot kill they want to give you one more pill get down in the dirt maybe you will find a tree you can admire a living thing that won't expire times are dire eat the dandelion oh times are dire eat the dandelion eat the dandelion cozy sheridan you know i'm going to just play one more tune if you don't mind and that's the only song on the cd you, actually, two songs on the CD you didn't write, but one is by Woody Guthrie. Did he have an impact on your life? Um, I've always re- re- revered him. I respect what he did. I never met him. I've never met Arlo Guthrie, but I love Arlo Guthrie, too. And this song just speaks to me. I couldn't tell you why, but that line about my father hoped that I would be someone of high renown, but I am just a refugee as I go rambling around. It's totally true. My dad wished I was a lawyer. My dad wished that, you know, I'd, I'd gone to Harvard Law School. And that line really speaks to me. Um, and I love those two verses about the peach trees are loaded and the branches are hanging down and I'd pick them all day for a dollar. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 sometimes the fruit gets rotten and there's a, there's a hungry mouth for every peach. They just, they're beautiful. And the, and the melody, you know, that old lead belly melody of, of Goodnight Irene, I could sing that melody all day. I'm a very, I'm, I'm way into simple melodies and I think it's a beautiful melody. That song totally moves me. I've sung it for years. I just love it. And that recording, we did it in about five minutes because I just thought, I love this song. And I was playing it on my ukulele and I just did it. Cozy, thank you for such a beautiful album and thank you for taking time to talking to us. Michael, thank you so much for doing this, and thank you for playing my music.